Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode, and you are in for a real treat today because I have with me Sam Silverstein. Sam has his own consulting business, but he takes a look at an issue that many compliance practitioners and indeed business leaders, I don't think, spend enough time thinking about the way Sam has thought about it, and that's accountability. So Sam, with that introduction, first of all, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Hey, Tom, it's great to be here, and I'm just honored to be on board. So you have a really interesting website at samsilverstein.com, and right up front, you have as part of your mission is, quote, to empower people to live accountable lives, transform the way they do business, and thrive at extraordinary levels. How or why did that become not only a mission, but I'm going to even suggest a passion for you? Wow. Well, I've been in several businesses as an owner, as a partner, and and. Some 26 years ago, I wrote a book and started speaking, and it was 10 years in that I realized everything I was doing came back to accountability. That was the foundation, and that my performance, the performance of my organizations were tied to whether or not I was being accountable, whether or not I had created a culture and organization that inspired accountability. And so for the last 16 years, everything I've written, all my work has gone through that lens. So I want to be better. I want to create a better organization. I want to be a part of a better world. And if I'm going to do that, it's going to come down to accountability. And so that's why I work with organizations, helping them create cultures that inspire accountability. That's why I work with leaders, helping them develop as an accountable leader. And that's why I work with individuals who just want to be better at what they do, because it will all flow through accountability. Could you explain how accountability differs from transparency? They're two totally different elements. Transparency is that open and honest. It's, you know, it's me. Transparency, if if I made a mistake, it's just, you know, saying, hey, I made a mistake. I goofed this up and it's on me and I'm fixing it. I'm taking care of it. It's not trying to sweep it under the rug. It's not trying to hide it. It's not trying to be pretentious or make it sound like I'm perfect or I never make mistakes. And that transparency is that open, honest, I'm human, you're human, we're all human. And that's critical. And certainly that transparency will be an element that helps you towards a life of accountability as an individual, as a leader in an organization or community. But accountability is keeping your commitments to people. Accountability is, and this is where I sort of go off road and differ from what a lot of people talk about because we're having problems with accountability because I feel like that most people haven't figured out what it is and that everything we've been taught is wrong. Accountability is not a way of doing. Accountability is a way of thinking. And specifically, it's how we think about people. Accountability is keeping your commitments to people. And I'm not talking about the commitments of, oh, I'll be there at 10. I'll show up for this podcast at three. I'll have the report done. No, those are things we're supposed to do. That's just to be in the game. We need to be doing those things. But I'm talking about far more serious commitments, like commitments to the truth, commitments to our values, commitments to it's all of us. And so we've identified 10 specific commitments that create accountability in an individual and inspire accountability for people within an organization. Could you walk us through the accountability index that appears on your website? 
Okay, so the accountability index on the website, it refers to, we have an organizational assessment tool that allows us to look at the organization's culture. We measure 15 different indices, and using that, we're able to come up with a great deal of valuable information, information that ranges from engagement to an actual accountability score, where we're at, we can actually look at an organization's culture and see if accountability is high, if it's weak, where does it exist, where is it lacking, and why. And then with the leadership of the organization, using this data, we can help them fine-tune their culture so that they're actually inspiring accountability up and down the organization. We don't want people to see accountability as a mechanism to try and manipulate people to do more. We want them to understand that it's leadership's responsibility to be accountable first and then create that environment that inspires accountability in all their people. Because when you do that, that's when you ultimately achieve that accountable organization. Sam, most of my listeners come from the compliance field in some way, shape, or form, and it strikes me that they are very concerned about culture, but they're not thinking about culture in terms of accountability. They're thinking about culture perhaps more from the bottom up. Based on what you just said, it certainly seems to me it starts with the top, but it's much broader than just a compliance remit. It's really about how an organization not only sees itself and views itself, but acts both to its employees and the outside world. Would that be a fair assessment? That's Tom, that's right on. And that's the key. If you come into my office and you say, Sam, you've got to be accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable. And if you're not accountable, we're going to, you know, we're going to have problems here. Well, that's an adversarial relationship. You've got the gun to my head. If you come to me and say, Sam, you know, I'm here to help you succeed. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you're successful. These are the values here in the organization, and I'm living those values. And if I don't, I want you to point that out to me. And if you're struggling with them, I'm going to help you through with them. And through those values, we create this culture where people want to be a part. They want to do things right. They want to do a great job. And so what happens is compliance, if you will, becomes It's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do it a certain way, and you do it that way. No one has to force you. No one has to hold a gun to your head. You inspire that through the culture of the organization. And the organizations that I work with that do the absolute best job, they don't have to force somebody or demand that someone's accountable because people take it upon themselves to get it done and do it right. One of the things that the Department of Justice looks at when they review a corporation who may have had a legal violation, is culture. And in doing so, they ask a company to demonstrate either the effectiveness of their culture or, more importantly, what's the data around this? It strikes me that with the accountability index, you have a measure that you can put in place or at least start with assessing and then take the results using it. And you and your team could use it to set benchmarks around which you could then remediate or at least proactively move in to try to change the culture. Would that also be a fair assessment? That's right on target. And that's the key is that every organization has a culture. It's either a culture by default or it's a culture by design. 
And what we find is most organizations have a culture that's by default. It's just what goes on. It's what happens. It's what the culture is, what's accepted and what's repeated. And this is leadership. You know, everything rises and falls on leadership. But when leadership takes the time to say, this is what our culture is going to be, and they create a place that's not a dictatorial environment, but an environment that's for the people, that values people, where people feel like they're a part of the conversation and a part of the solution, then what happens is that culture inspires them to want to do their best. And so, as you pointed out, what happens with the accountability index is we see what's going on within that culture so that you can say, hey, you know what? I'm off track. I'm going to get it back on track. And that's the sign of great leadership. You might have started out with a culture by design, but you might have what we call culture drift. And so it's just not quite hitting the bullseye. Well, unless you measure it, how are you going to know that? Now, You might know it just because you're living in it, but when you have a metric, when you have a number, when you're able to actually measure accountability, which we're able to do, well, then you can see really clear and really fast, hey, we need to correct our direction. Sam, you mentioned that based on your professional career in business and leading several different organizations, that's what led you to accountability. But I wanted to ask you, do you see that this message is resonating more in 2019 or 2015 than perhaps it did in 2000 or 2010? Wow. You know, there's still a challenge out there that people see accountability as doing, as a way of doing, as as doing more, of getting your job done. And quite frankly, if you're not doing your job, I don't know why you would have a job. Why would you keep someone employed that's not doing their job? It makes no sense to me. I think the word accountability is showing up a lot more today, but I don't know that we as a society have it all figured out as to what it really is and what the real power of accountability is. And so while I think the concept maybe is more prevalent, I think we still have a long way to go to really mastering it. But I feel like we're on the right track. One of the things that struck me that you do to help people, and I love that phrase, the real power of of accountability. And to help them master that accountability is you have three things. One is called the accountability movement. Second is the accountability roundtable. And the third is the accountable community project. Do these bring together leaders who either you have trained or at least are interested in this topic to help their organizations and or their communities? Exactly. So I'll give you an example. I'm currently writing another book. It'll be my eighth book. And the book is all about personal accountability, organizational accountability, and accountability in the broader world. And I look at it that way. It's like, you know, you, Tom, and I are trying to be accountable individuals. And we try to build accountability into our organization. And then what about the broader world that we're part of? Where does accountability show up there? And so the accountability movement is really that. It's trying to get people on board, wanting to live a more accountable life individually and being part of a more accountable world. And then what we do through our accountability roundtable is maybe a client of ours who's really gotten on board with accountability and really sees what it's doing for the organization. They want to share that with their community. And so the accountability roundtable is where You know, they invite leaders from their community, other business people, leaders from education, leaders from the not-for-profit, leaders from the public segment, leaders from healthcare, and then again, business. So these five segments. And literally over breakfast or lunch, I'll come in, we'll sit around the table, and we'll talk about accountability and what it can do for their organizations and how it can impact their community. So that's what we do with the Accountability Roundtable. And we're always looking for 
we love it when organizations want to bring us in and be a part of that conversation. Now, the Accountable Community Project is where we actually work with civic leaders in the community, and then they bring in these other segments as well. And we say, how do we build a more accountable community? And then that's where where we actually roll up our sleeves and they make an investment in time and energy and resources. And we help them, we lead, we facilitate how they put these principles into action to build a more accountable community. Sam, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if where our listeners might go, if they want additional information on either yourself or the accountability project. It's real simple. If you just go to IamAccountable.com, you're going to get to our website, IamAccountable.com. You'll get to our website. There's hundreds of articles and also on YouTube slash Sam Silverstein, there's hundreds of videos and we love sharing the information because we really do want to work to build a more accountable world. And I would just say that you should also check out the accountability blog. I haven't asked Sam about any of the blog postings, but they take current events and topics and look at them through the lens of accountability. And he's got some great examples up here that uh, I think are worth every person taking a look at. So, Sam, this has been an absolute great visit. Anything else you wanted to add? Tom, I just really appreciate you take the time and putting the importance behind accountability because that's how it starts. When you can say, I am accountable, and I can say, I am accountable, then we're going to make an impact. So thank you for having me on. Well, thank you very much. And quite frankly, I look forward to continuing the conversation. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.